Hi, I'm Kathy Rotes. I'm an executive leadership coach, certified with John Maxwell, and an upper level leader of a direct selling company. I get to teach and coach leadership and practice what I preach with my growing team. It's no secret that every person in the world is unique. Each person has unique strengths and talents. They may be similar to another's, but it's not the same. If we know this, then why do we get frustrated with ourselves when we try something the same way someone else did it and they succeeded at it, but it does not work for us? We are forgetting that our strengths and talents make us different. We need to be thinking differently to cater to who we are. When someone or something says no to us, let's get excited about that challenge. Let's lean into it. Let's find our yes. This podcast will challenge your thinking and your habits. We will challenge you to go for no, so you can be blessed with a yes. Welcome to the podcast that will challenge you in thinking differently. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 83, where we're going to share hot off the press excitement that my husband, John, and I have had this past week. John, thanks for joining us. 83 episodes. Yeah, isn't that fun? Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so this past week, we have had probably one of the most exciting weeks of my life. We're just now returning home from the International Maxwell Certification Conference in Orlando, Florida, the IMC. We were certified five years ago, but we go back every six months because we get to hear from world-renowned leaders. So, all right, so this is where I wanna jump in, okay? We talk about world-renowned leaders, and your listeners probably have, like, people who they really look up to or you know that's kind of the pinnacle that's who they want to have mentor them right folks this is what this conference is to us we're lifelong learners we love just personal and professional development growth if you like that which i am assuming you do because you're listening to this podcast you need to get into this room this isn't a sales pitch or anything but you need to be in this room you want to talk about up leveling You say we go back every six months, it like takes six days to recover every time we get back. <laughs> yeah, we took a nap today already when we got back. <laughs> I just drain. I'm exhausted. Okay, but, but here, here's how our week started. So Saturday evening in the Midwest were extreme winds. At times there were 50 mile an hour wind gusts in the middle of the night. It woke me up at midnight and I was kind of concerned that maybe we should be in the basement sleeping. So... At 4 a.m. when we woke up ready to get to the local airport here to catch our, whatever, 6 o'clock plane. Yeah, well, then we got the email saying our flight was canceled. So you ever get that phone call in the middle of the night that wakes you? And so it takes like a little bit to process what reality is? Yeah. I remember thinking that too. It's like, all right, what did she just say? (laughs) What do we do now? (laughs) So we had an 8.30 flight out of Chicago O'Hare, and we live about three hours from O'Hare, and so I'm quickly crunching numbers. I'm like, we can get there by 7.30. Let's go. So within 20 minutes, we well, we were already packed. Luggage was already ready to go. It was just a matter of getting ourselves dressed and grab something to eat and run, and we did. And honey, a huge, huge high five to you. He made it to Chicago O'Hare in two hours and 40 minutes. 
yeah, in order for that to work, I can remember turning on the highway and I'm, I'm shaking my head thinking, all right, we'll try it. I don't know if we're going to do this. And folks, we hit every green light. From here to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You plug in from our house to Chicago on the, the GPS and it says three hours and 20, 27 minutes. Uh, we did it in 2.45. Any law enforcement people out there? Thanks for not seeing us that day. Give me grace. <laughs> but you know what? That's what happens when there's no traffic on the road either. It was wonderful. And we did. We got there. We got through security. And we, I think, even had like six minutes to stand around and wait for our gate to open. Everything had to click. And it, and it did. did. And it did. Okay, so that got our, our adrenaline going quite early on that Sunday. And we made it to Orlando by 1230. It was beautiful. Had a full day. Yeah, it was beautiful. But mind you, now our car is in Chicago and not in Dubuque. <laughs> so here we go again when here, we leave. Here we go. Okay, so the conference started on Monday. Sunday night, we had a few meetings to do. We had a few uh, um, receptions and celebrations. And, and then we start seeing our friends that we've met over the years. And that, I mean... There's just something about being in the room with people that talk your language and have something in common with. It was that's when the excitement started started to go. We go to the conference because of the content. You know, we're going to be poured into and we're going to learn. But every year I think this, every time we go, it's uh we we see the people that we are friends with and yeah. it's about the people. It's about the people. I'm learning this and you're trying to get this into my head for years, but I'm learning about this. It's the people why we go back. They're just amazing. And it's the new people we met this time as well. A lot of new oh people. Oh my goodness. A lot of new people, a lot of new connections, a lot of uh, sharing of phone numbers and business cards and emails and, hey, we're going to Zoom. And, and oh, what a blessing they have all been to me. And to me. So, so that night, Sunday night also, we ran to the grocery store because last conference we started seeing our leadership. We're talking about John Maxwell and Mark Cole and Chris Robinson and John Griffin and these are, are people who work for the Maxwell team. We started seeing them running ragged. I mean, they don't mind it. They, they're built for that. But when are they eating? When are they getting their energy, their nutrients? So last conference we kind of threw together little goodie bags and would hand it off at certain times of the day. Well, this time we were proactive. We hit the grocery store and we packed a lot in our luggage right. and, and just, just snacks. So we were able to drop that off in their green room and, and that too just felt good. Nobody needed to know. Mm -mm. Uh, everybody found out because um, Reese's peanut butter cups were all over us. But <laughs> <laughs> Not in our mouths. They, that's the one thing they all asked for was Reese's peanut butter cups. But the learning lesson here is if you're going to a conference, don't expect that just because they're in front of the audience that they have everything they, they need. Right. Um, they are up real early in the morning. They're, they don't go to bed till late at night. They don't normally eat. So. Well, and here's the thing. We have amazing meals throughout this conference, but the faculty does not eat in the same room with the food. And it's, it's just because of logistics and cost as, as well. And so, yeah, when, when are they eating? And, and, and so our, our president... Our president of the John Maxwell team, Tuesday night, was eating on a styrofoam plate backstage. Yeah. Because that was the only time he could. Yeah, they had like almost potluck crockpots going on back there. So, yeah. yes, please don't overlook your leaders. Um, right. Get them Starbucks cards. Just drop it off to them and, and uh, yeah, the, 
Yeah. They were so thankful. It so was gracious. such a blessing to, to us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's that's our Sunday. We're getting ready. We're getting primed for this big event. Well, Monday morning, all the activities begin. And who kicks off the conference but my John? This guy right here. Seriously, he kicked off the conference. He was given the opportunity to introduce John Maxwell. So John Maxwell was the first speaker on the agenda. But my John, honey, you had such an honor to introduce our, our friend and our mentor. Talk to me about your, your head game, your mm-hmm. emotions. Talk to me about your experience. Well, I, all right, so I'm waiting to go on stage. We had, we have, ama- we even have amazing MCs. Oh yes. Tracy and Neil. Tracy and Neil are amazing. So they're, they're talking to the crowd and they're introducing me to go up to the microphone. And as I'm waiting there, um, who was the handler that was right next to us? Jamie Lynn. Jamie. Jamie was so special. She's like, are you nervous? And I said, no, I'm not really nervous. Um, this is kind of what I do. She's like, you look a little nervous. I said, it's, I'm not nervous because what I'm going to say, I'm nervous about who's in the audience. And right off to the stage, stage right, are all of our faculty. John Maxwell, yeah. Mark Cole, Chris Robinson. And they're all sitting in the VIP section, and they're right there off stage. And I'm thinking, one, don't, don't blow it. <laughs> Two, you got to represent. I've worked hard with our, with our speaker faculty mentor. Um, I really want to represent them well. I want to represent, represent Roddy well. So I was more nervous about the pressure I was putting on myself, right? But it was only, guys, it was only two minutes oh. to, to introduce John. And, and I, love, I love this man. So all I did was want to just share my heart. And that's what I kept telling myself. Just share your heart. Only two minutes is not an only. Uh, because, and John, my John, you knew about this. So you were scripted and you were you were practiced and, and ready for it. And when you get on stage, the lights are bright and you really don't see who's out there. Um, however, the faculty is right there. The <laughs> they, they are in the lights. <laughs> they are in the lights. So you do see them. <laughs> so so talk about what, what did you feel when you got on the stage? What was that moment? Um... I was nervous. I mean, I was nervous because, again, the audience, um, and I wanted to do well. But, you know, we know these people, right. both both right. the leaders and the people out there. So we were just, like, talking to friends. Um, and it was it was surreal. It was, it was a wonderful moment. Uh, John, when John came out and embraced me, and he told me he was so proud of me. And, you know, those are words that, that, that still echo. I mean, what an absolute honor. Um, to be able to do something like that. Can you still recite your two-minute pre- presentation? <laughs> I, I, I probably will for a while. I've That's done pretty great. I've done it that many times. <laughs> yeah, I probably do. <laughs> so that was how we started off the week um, and the conference. And then, and then when John came out, he talked about some culture award winners, you know, people who really show the DNA of our team. And we just get to honor them, and they get a trophy or the recognition and um man people really good friends of ours uh bruce peeper um kimberly mike mccatherine um who else who else pain pain got something antoinette antoinette was was recognized there were there were 20 people up there and we knew over over half of them we just knew not only knew who they were but we have a relationship with them so it was so exciting to watch them win these amazing Amazing awards. A culture award is the DNA of GMT, but 
this is who these people are. Yeah. This is like their character is being honored. That is truly an amazing opportunity for them. This, this was perfect because they have earned this. We don't go out and try to win this award. It's just from what you show. You're, really, your DNA. Yeah. What you stand People for. People nominate you and yeah. it's yeah because of who you are. And they are so deserving. Each one of them. Yes. Are great people. Well, and then right after that, Mark Cole was coming up to speak, and our friend Kimberly introduced him. So, I mean, it's just time after time where these are the people we hung with the whole week that we were connected with, and they have this amazing moment. So, okay, so that that's Monday, right? Then we go into Tuesday, and Tuesday is phenomenal learning and phenomenal tidbits, and we'll talk about all that learning in future podcast episodes. <laughs> But Tuesday afternoon, my friend Antoinette had the opportunity to introduce author Jeff Henderson. I'm a huge, huge fan of Jeff Henderson. He, his recent book is called Know What You're For. And he has made such an impact on me when I read it. I mean, I've read it twice and I will read it many more times because of how I need to think differently about different avenues in my life. And I'm working with clients on this book. And so I've, I've met him before. He signed my book. I had a conversation with him last year. And he found out I'm from Iowa. And he said, oh, Field of Dreams. He's a huge baseball fan. It's on his bucket list to someday visit. That's like 20 minutes in our backyard. And my husband, John, has been connected with the Field of Dreams for the last 25 years as a ghost player. And that's a whole other episode. But, <laughs> but he's traveled the world <clears throat> as a ghost player. And so when we came back last August, I said, hey, honey, do you have an extra ghost player uniform? And the uniform, I forget the details of the uniform. It's from like the... 1919 Chicago White Sox. Authentic jersey. <laughs> um, made out of wool. No numbers because they didn't have numbers back then. Um, so, yeah. And I had an extra one. And, yeah, you, you have had a few over the years. So yeah. he gave me an extra jersey and hat. And allowed me to mail it to Jeff to just say thank you for writing this book and helping us to think differently. Well, I never got around to it because I didn't, I just didn't know what to say in a card that I wanted to write. You procrastinated. Yeah, it just sat there, you know. Well, Antoinette says to me a few weeks ago, hey, I get to introduce Jeff. And I said, oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's so cool. And she knew about the jersey. I said, yeah, I said, I haven't mailed it yet. So we're going to bring it with us. We're going to give it to him when we see him. And she got thinking. And she's, a few days later, she called me and said, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think about after his presentation, when we're wrapping it up, we give it to him on stage? So, I mean, wow, what an opportunity. And, and Jeff talks about giving people wow moments. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited to be able to give Jeff a wow moment. So, honey, you did all the talking at this event. Here's another two-minute presentation. <laughs> but, but you had a quick transition as you're literally walking on the stage. Mm -hmm. Talk about what you said for Jeff. And what, how was your mind working to kind of change your script in the moment? So, if you don't know who Jeff Henderson is, um, he's the most tender, oh, loving, warm man I have ever met. Focus on other people. Oh, he in, in, in his book, he talks about creating wow moments. And his wife teases him that you're all wow and you're no how. How, <laughs> how to do this. Well, Antoinette created the how for us. Yes. And so we just wanted to honor a man who's always honoring other people. 
And so I thought, how can I even make this more special? What can I do to bring in the Field of Dreams? And on our way up, literally to get the microphone, I had a thought of just talking about accomplishing dreams and tying it in with the Field of Dreams. And, and it, was a, it was a pretty intimate moment. Um, Jeff was gracious and grateful at the same time. And it was just really, really a special time that we were able to provide for Jeff. And we made him cry. And then here's here's us. Oh, good. <laughs> no, and not you know you know we did we did make he him was cry. moved. He was moved he because was moved. of the connection with him and his dad and the movie Field of Dreams. And I, I I thought you know oh good. And I say that because wow, to be able to connect with somebody like that in a way that I didn't know his connection with Field of Dreams in that way, but yet we were able to bless him. And that, that, there it is. That was the exciting part of it. Uh, and so in between the events that we spoke at, which were very great, um, we were been getting poured into from our faculty and staff. More and more content and, and just awesomeness. So then let's go to the next day. That would be yesterday. Wednesday, Wednesday right? Today Wednesday. is Thursday. <laughs> so up to this point, Kelly's been talking about me and honoring me on, on opportunities. Folks, Kathy got to get up on stage uh, and and talk for about 20 minutes on the power of coaching through what we call mentorship with the John Maxwell team. And from not a husband to a wife, but from a, another speaker to a peer, she crushed it, folks. She did amazing. Um, you own the stage. You were very, very, uh, you had a lot of presence. I think you commanded the audience, and, and it's just hard to explain, but I think you understand what I'm talking about there, but you just did a great job. Talk to me about your mindset as you went out there on stage. Okay. It was so fun. It was so exciting, but something that I realized, I realized a few things in the moment, I realized some things you know, after the fact, but something I realized were my nerves before I got on stage versus my emotions when I was on stage. Wow. I was more butterfly, stomach flipping type of nerves before I got on stage than I was on stage. Once I got on stage, I, I, I felt this is, this is where I, I need to be. It felt natural. It felt exciting. It, it, my, my stomach flipping was gone. It was interesting. Something else too, when I was on stage is I want, I want to absorb this moment. And John, my, you, my John is always really, you're always really good at saying, and that morning you did it on our walk. You're like, just stop. Let's just take a look around and just absorb the moment and take it all in. So as I'm on stage, I'm trying to do that, but <laughs> I got to know what my next line is. Right. <laughs> And this is not a time to take in the moment. This is next time to focus in. So I had this fight within me that was trying to focus. And then, oh, those bright lights that kind of black out the audience. Oh, no. I saw to the back of the room. We're talking about 1,500 seats in this room. I saw to the back of the room and right in front of me is this big boom camera because there's more people online. I saw people who weren't even listening to me. I saw the faculty, I saw my coach right there, I saw my husband in the distance, I saw people who were supporting me and nodding and engaging with me. That was another distraction. So there was this constant pull for my attention that I really had to hone in and, 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 and focus in on. That was, 
that was intense. So there's dynamics when we're speaking. Um, now, if I got up and I just shared a script, that's going to be speaking. But that's not what we're about. That's not what we want to do. What we want to do is present. Yes. And by presenting, it means knowing those words and feeling the words that you're sharing and yeah. engaging with the audience. That's presentation. Yeah. And you did that very well. Anyone can get up and memorize a script and, and say their script. But you were able to engage the audience and present extremely well. Tell me about that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, when I, this again is a different episode, I'll go into detail, but when I teach people to present, I teach people to write out your script and then practice, practice, practice. And that's been my life for the last three weeks. And that's been my dreams, literally the night before. I, I think I practiced 50 times in my dreams. So you have your script in place. However, you don't want to read. People know when right. you're reading. Just reciting. Or reciting, yeah, yeah, like reading your brain, you know, because I could tell you where certain words are were on the page, and I, I want, I want emotion, I want emphasis, I want excitement, um, I want, I want in the moment, opportunities to connect. So I got to tell you a, a funny story. We go for walks every morning, and we're going for a walk, <laughs> and it's just we're kind of quiet a little bit. It's real early, and as we're walking, she starts telling me something, and I look at her like. What are you talking about? Out of the blue, she's telling me something. And, I mean, I have no idea. It was idea. pretty random, wasn't it? It was incredibly random. I looked at her like, what are you talking about? She says, oh, I'm just reciting my script. <laughs> <laughs> he starts like answering me and talking to me. I'm like, John, I'm reciting the paragraph that I always get wrong. I mean, seriously, he should know my script better than me now. <laughs> it was just so out of the blue. I'm like, don't talk to me right now. Let me just talk. <laughs> okay, so part of the reason why... We go back every six months for this this conference is because we get hot off the press content from our leadership leaders. John Maxwell, obviously being one of them, and yesterday was John's final final session, and he always shares things with us that isn't even written in a book yet. That as he's writing a book. Yeah. Or as he's planning on writing a book, which we found out maybe four more is going to be coming soon, we get to hear this from him. And he'll, he'll sit there and say, I haven't had a chance to massage this yet, so it's, I don't know how good it is, but what do you guys think? Right. And then he says, is there a better word that I could use there? Yeah. So he's asking us for suggestions. Yeah, yeah. And he says, hey, take this, run with it. Take this to the people you connect with. Take this and teach it and add it to your classes. So here's here's something that I got from yesterday. I mean, what we learned yesterday, we'll, we'll have a whole nother session on. But it was titled, How to Receive a Return on Failure. Mm. And while I was listening to the seven steps that he was sharing with us, something triggered in my mind because he talked about failure as a plus. Failure is something necessary to get to success. So I want to ask the listeners... What do you think about when you think of failing? Is it negative? Because this was not the way John was talking about it. So think for a moment how you, can you embrace failure? Because that's the, the session was amazing. Yes, I oftentimes ask people what's the opposite of success and they say failure. And, and I say, no, it's not. Failure is a step to success. I like one of the first things he said was embrace failure 
and not be embarrassed by it. Yes. Oh yeah, I have a lot of we have a we have a lot of failure in life that we just kind of harbor down and just not talk about because it was it was humiliating. But but you know what he was talking about too is is every day we are making failing attempts at life and we should be. If we're not failing, we're not even attempting and giving try at something new and and huge. Well, John says that failing keeps us humble and it makes us teachable. It makes us teachable. And I, I got to find in my notes, this is what he said. He says, we learn more from failing than we ever do from succeeding. So true. Now think about that for so a moment. So true. Yeah. We learn more from failing than we do the result of success. Okay. So here's what we're going to do, honey. Going forward, every day before we end our day, there are two questions we need to answer to each other for accountability. Okay. And these are questions I encourage you to share with your spouse or family members and, and or just journal about this. Answer this for yourself as well. Number one, how did I fail today? And number two, what's my process to receive a return on the failure? Mm. So I want to ask you from this, this last week of amazing opportunities and excitement, how did you fail? Um, so I think that I failed on being a great presenter. You failed at being a great presenter? I watched you. I, I, I and see. You were and, amazing. And you're, grace, you're gracious to me, but I don't feel... You know, when, when you present or you do a training or maybe even in a coaching session, especially in coaching, it's not about us. It's about the participant. But you know you crushed it. Because you asked them a question that stumped them or oh, they got yeah. thinking or they had a revelation. Or... or in training, you hit all the points and you really get that good feedback and it's collaborative and you just feel amazing. Yes. I didn't feel that when I came off the stage. Um, you and didn't I did not feel, feel like I crushed it. It was... I was worried. I think I was more of a, ooh, this hurts. Um, I think I was more of a speaker than a presenter. And here's my failure. I don't know how good of a presenter I am. Okay, that's not a failure. N no. In our minds, this is what we do. We, You and I always say that. As we take the microphone, we look at each other. We say, this is what we do. Moment's not too big. You know, we've got our own mantra that we yeah. go through. Um I I was shown where I'm at today, my departure point, where I want to go, my arrival point, and there's a good distance between the two. Oh. A distance that if I wasn't honest with myself, I didn't realize it was so big. So while it's not necessarily a direct failure, it's an indirect failure if there's such a thing that now I know where your gap is. Where my gap is. I get it. And it hurt. It hurt. It was ugh. I, Reality so what's check. your what's your process to receive a return on that failure? All right. Um, so in order to become a world class presenter, you have to work your butt off. Yeah. How many times did you go through this? Did I practice? Yeah. Probably five hundred. And she sent, submitted video after video after video to our speaker mentor Roddy Galbraith, um, who is is a wonderful man in himself. Right. Um, and, and you did this. Week after week after week, and I remember shaking my head, saying, "I, I, I couldn't do this. I didn't. I wouldn't want to do this. But you have to do it." Oh yeah, I teach this in presentation class. You yeah. have to do it if you want to be a world class presenter. You got to put in the work. Yeah. 
I don't know if I'm that dedicated. I, I'm just being really honest. Maybe I'm a trainer. So what's your process to receive a return on your failure? When are you going to do this again? Work hard. I'm going to work hard. I'm not going to shun the work. Mm. I am now going gotcha. to hold myself accountable much more than I ever have before. Because if you want to be good at something, you got to work at it. Mm-hmm. You, it. It might come naturally, but there's more, more growth when you put the work into it. Your natural ability can open up doors, but they will not stay open if you don't work hard. You can get in the room from connecting or or just charisma, whatever you want to call it, but you're not going to stay there if you're not honing your craft. I have got to hone my craft. I saw a bunch of great speakers this week, and they're better than I am. And when that... Your competitive side. I know for me and my competitive side, that kind of like eats at me. (laughs) And so what am I going to do? Yeah. I got to get better. And I get better from practicing. So that's my plan. So maybe you'll uh, practice the upside down triangle approach that we teach in presentation class. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But all right, let's get to you. Okay. So I have two failures that I think of right away. Number one, I wore shoes. (laughs) this past week that I haven't worn in two years like I wore this week. (laughs) My feet are screaming at me right now, reminding me that I've been living in slippers for two years. So what the heck am I doing? These aren't new shoes either. These are old shoes that I love and I can live in. I have lived in. Yeah, not in two years. Well, what's my process for receiving a return on the failure? Thankfully, I packed a lot of band-aids. So I'm going to continue to make put that in my process, my packing process, is to pack tons of band-aids. You never know when you need them. Okay, so that was one failure I'm still struggling with here right now. <laughs> but my other failure was when I was on stage, as much practice as I put in, there were still I still had trouble points. I still had things I forgot. And sure enough, I know one paragraph, man, I botched it. And we, there was a confidence screen, they call it a confidence monitor, that I was allowed to put, um, I could have put my whole script up there actually, but I didn't want to because of what we talked about earlier. I didn't want to be reading it and I didn't want to depend on it. I, I'm a better presenter when it's in my head. Well, I knew when I was botching this, this one paragraph and um, I didn't get any of those keywords. Like the last line of a paragraph is usually your hook. Yeah, I couldn't even remember what that was. So my process for receiving a return on the failure, and I, I did it naturally, but I think it's more I did it because it's, it is a habit of mine, and I didn't, wasn't able to define it until later when you and I were talking. Mm. I ditched the script, but stuck to the point. Oh, that's good. Say it again. I ditched the script mm. and stuck to the point. So when I was in the moment, my stomach did not flip. I did not freak out, but purposely I'm like okay I don't have a clue what this paragraph is about but let's stick to the point and let's move let's transition into my next paragraph and that's presenting versus speaking the speaker would freeze the speaker may have paused awkwardly yeah or or you can hear speakers they'll use a verbal pause like a well you know or or, or um, um, um uh, uh, or, or even they'll get quiet They'll get quiet and they'll try to bring their brains back in a cognitive sense. You did none of that. So what's interesting when when we, because of course there's always the conversation after you're done, right? 
when we were talking, I do this a lot when I'm training and there's times where I'll get into something like a question was asked and I'll get into something and I'll think to myself, where the heck am I? <laughs> where, how, and, and why did I go on this tangent and how can I bring it back and make it relevant to the topic at hand? This is what's so interesting is how we can be talking something out our mouth and our brain can be thinking something different. <laughs> Yeah, as you're speaking, your brain is two lines ahead. Yeah, but if you ditch a script, you're not two lines ahead. So then your brain's thinking, I mean, we think like a thought a second. And literally, I'm talking something else and my thoughts are still out there. It's amazing. It is amazing. (laughs) And as you come to a conclusion of your paragraph, your brain is saying, okay, now we transition to this topic. Yes. (laughs) It's so awesome. Yes, or here's the key word for the the start of the next sentence or... Yes, yes. So what's my process to receive a return on failure? That is, that's really what I want to continue to hone in on is ditch the script, but stick to the point. That's awesome. Okay. So we have so much excitement. I just feel like conference (laughs) energy coming back. (laughs) But here's, here's your assignment. Here's our challenge to you is whether you talk to somebody about this at the end of your day or you journal about it. Give yourself permission to fail and write it down or verbally share it with somebody every single day because we do have failures. So honey, something you said that I really, really loved is how hard it was for you to admit to yourself the fact that you feel you're a better speaker instead of presenter. To be able to admit that to yourself is going to allow you to continue to grow and you're going to see the change in your results. So please admit it to yourself. What is your failure from the day? And then what's your process so that you can receive a return of investment on that failure? You know, being honest with yourself is a great first step, but it's not the last step because until you share it with someone or if, if you are able to and you have the discipline to hold yourself accountable to work at it, that's awesome. Congratulations. I don't necessarily have that. Um, but... Now you need to be accountable to someone. And in my case, I have, uh, I, I have no problem opening up and showing this to my wife and, and sharing this stuff because I know she'll keep me accountable. So it is very, very important that as you go ahead and, and dive into your mind and dive into your maybe some struggles, openly admit to yourself. Give yourself permission to embrace failure. It's not such a bad thing, but also find someone that you can be accountable with. Speak it out. It's a mindset. Embrace failure because that's the only way we're going to grow. And speak it out so that you can hear from them different ideas to think differently and how they're receiving what you just said. I just, now I'm starting to get passionate myself. I'm so sick of this world beating, hey, we beat ourselves up enough and the world can't wait to beat us up more. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta change the tide. Failure's okay. Yeah, it's okay because you're going to be better tomorrow than you were today. Yesterday's home run. Here's another one. Yesterday's home run will not win the game today. Ooh, who's that, Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth said that. So even in victory, we have to evaluate. We have to go um, because there's nothing yesterday can do for us today. Right. But right. failure works in the exact same way. So just embrace it. Well, honey, I'm very thankful and proud of you. I'm so proud to have you on my team. Friends, 
he has made a difference in so many people's lives. The number of people that came up to me to say, I love your husband. He's in, he's in interactive with different events online throughout the year with the Maxwell leadership team. So I just want to say to you, thank you. Thank you for giving all you have to strangers who have a mission in life to be better. I'm really proud of you and I'm really glad you're on my team. Thanks, baby. I love you. I love you. I'm proud of you, too. Well, you guys, make it a great day. Get your journal out. Get your conversations going. And learn from your failures. Let's be better. Let's rock this. I hope this topic has challenged you in thinking differently as you strive to grow from success to world class. Please follow this podcast. Visit our websites and follow Unity Consulting and Chef Kathy on Facebook. That's chef, like a cook, C-H-E-F. Be sure to share this with your friends. I look forward to connecting with you next time to challenge your habits so that you are more efficient and fully empowered.